You're listening to the Country Chat Podcast with your host, Dom. Subscribe, give a five-star rating and follow us on Twitter at country underscore chat and stay up to date. Hey there, you listen to the Country Chat Podcast with me, Dom. Today I've got two very special guests from Northern Ireland. The names are Chris and Chantel, and they're from The Rising. Hi, guys. Hey, what's going on? Ah, not much. I've just uh, I've just started a new job in my outside of the music industry. So it's been the past few weeks has just been absolutely mental. How's it been for you guys? Oh yeah, I'm the same. I had to get a wee job because obviously I'm a student. So uh, music. And independent music at that just wasn't cutting it. So I am not a care worker. So I've been kind of biting about to the <laughs> pandemic and giving it stacks, I suppose. <laughs> it's kind of changed direction. Yeah, kind of. But it's really fun, though. It's really enlightening. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, um, Chris? Yeah, I'm pretty much the same. I was, uh, apart from music, my so-called day job was in a theatre. Oh, yeah. I was pretty much, yeah, nothing. So oh, I was on furlough for a bit, and then that was stopped. So I'm yeah. kind of in that in between stage at the minute. Yeah. What's happened with the theatre? You know, as it is, it still surviving, or is it? Uh, well, be, that's, that's the thing. Um, they they're trying to cut costs. Yes. So that's what they've done. They've reduced all their staff costs and everything. Um, and they're saying with the whole social distancing side of things, it may mean that because they had the how the program works is it works from January to I think June, and then from September until the following sort of January period. Yeah. Um, but because of the way it worked, their whole program is gone oh, that, until that, at least January. Oh, that's um, it. Must be difficult. It must be hard. You know, just to adapt. Going, you know, going from okay, I'm furloughed to now looking yeah. for something. It's it can't be na- it can't be easy. Yeah, well, that's it. You know, because yeah. generally, as a musician, your two main sources of income are gigs. You know, we all do the, we all sort of done the cover kind of gigs or well, yeah, there's weddings those. And... Yeah, and like I mean, they 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 fell through completely. Yeah. Every like I worked in a in like a BYO venue beforehand, and our main source of income was bands coming in. You you were the sound engineer, yeah. ironically, but like. <laughs> Our main source of things was like weddings, uh, parties, and I mean, it, it, since January, it was a bit, it was very quiet. I think everyone got that kind of idea that there was something going on in the world. Yeah. And then everything kind of died down. And then March came, and it was like complete silence. Yeah. There was, it was. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's it's a weird situation to and be there's in. There's not really much you can do when you're a musician. There's like, well, you can release music. Yeah. which is going to cost you money and you're yeah. not making any. <laughs> or you can just kind of like find something that can tell you we're at least until something becomes more permanent. Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. kind of been our strategy just to put all our energy into music and... Put all our furlough money <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> into music. What little we have, you know. Just, <laughs> just eat like one pea or one bean a day, you know. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that, that, that's always the hardest thing, you know. It's, it's knowing... That you want to do the music because I know you're doing a is it a single every month? Yeah, single every month. Yeah, so no pressure. <laughs> that, that takes a lot of not only planning but like just coordination between you guys and then getting the music to go out when you want it to go out. 
Well, yeah, we had started the year with kind of having a song planned for at least the first couple, I think first four months. Yeah. And then everything kind of kicked in and the distributors were like, we don't know where we are right now. We can't really get stuff out at the minute. We're all working from home. And we were like, but we're on a deadline. It's the schedule. And I think you find it more difficult than me because you were kind of having to do all the jobs instead of like me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's because you're kind of in the chain, you know, you've got, it's not just you, you know, you write music and throw it out. You've kind of got, you know, the people that are mastering the record. You've got the distributors and then they're dealing with Spotify's and the Apple's and everything else. Yeah. A lot of so, people. You know, we found the, I think it was the April release. Yeah. We discovered, that's whenever we discovered things were starting to slow down. Yeah. Because we find that the April release, the iTunes pre-order didn't go up. Yeah. At all. Oh, that must have, oh, I'd be yeah. fuming. <laughs> I'd be angry. Yeah. He was. He was. <laughs> I remember being downstairs, like, in the dining room, like, just, like, on my laptop, kind of, like, doing socials. And he was, like, he came storming downstairs. And I was, like, what's wrong? And he was, like, iTunes, just don't get me started. I was, like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's not. It started off with iTunes, and then next month, the next month, the Spotify sort of just, end of things. It's basically. Uh, I'm not too sure. You know, a lot of people that are artists and stuff might know, but whenever you upload something to Spotify, it'll tell you right. Okay, you have something new coming out. Submit it to our playlist, people. Yeah. Um, and basically, you have to get that in as early as possible. Yeah. But it didn't come out. So there was at least because we we actually had we had the single I think you know let's use hypothetical dates we had the single sent to the distributors I think it was like on the twentieth of the month previous yeah and it was due to come out about six weeks later it wasn't until four days before the release that the pre order went up um, on Spotify. Oh wow! I mean, people people won't see this, but we're currently talking via Zoom at the moment, and I'm just I'm gobsmacked. I'm my mouth is just I'm speechless. Yeah. If you were here, you can probably like if you like if we had like you know heat technology, you'd probably feel the anger. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so it's oh, it's so annoying. Yeah. You know. Well, we've kind of got back on track a little bit. You know, things have like started a little bit and i'm not saying it's like boom 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 but yeah. it's becoming a little less chaotic in yeah. the stream of things yeah cause it kind of made us think differently actually because you know that first month and then the second month we realized right okay the spotify and the apple music may not go up when we want them to go up yeah so what we're going to do is try to push people to our own business you know the to our website so instead of pre-ordering the single on Apple, they can pre-order it direct from us. Yes. Cheaper. So obviously it's going to affect your chart position and everything else. But at the end of the day, it means you're gathering more information. Yeah, you know, exactly. You're the, it's better for you. You know, you're getting the email, you're getting the direct to customer relationship. So, I mean, you've been out for some time now, so people know how great you guys are. You know, it, it's not like you're a new upcoming artist that has to get these chart positions to say, okay, I can create a, you know, a number one album or a number one EP yeah. or a number one single. You know, people know that yeah. you write good music because you do. It's fantastic. I mean, I want you. It's just, 
it's, it's sublime to say it's come it's come from like the twist of the previous single Shadows on the Wall. It, it everything flows, and not many people yeah. can get it to do that. <laughs> That's very kind. Thank you so much. <laughs> but yeah, we're sort of like in a weird sort of position where all our singles are kind of different. Yeah, I mean, we we've kind of always. Uh, I don't know what the right word is. Uh, we kind of always focused ourselves on not pigeonholing where our music goes. Yeah. Like yeah. we have so many different influences from each of us. Like you have, Chris has Bruce Springsteen and like various other people. I'm yeah. like, oh, I don't I know, Beatles. Kate, yeah, well, that's your name after, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and <laughs> he's been brought up on like, we've both been brought up on country music our whole lives. Garth Brooks, Johnny Cash, that type of thing. And obviously like, because I, I, I don't want to sound rude, but I did. I, I grew up in a, a different generation. I kind of grew up in like Disney era, pop era, Avril Lavigne, Hannah Montana, Demi Lovato, Taylor Swift, and I kind of brought all those kind of stuff in and went, "I like this," and he was like, "Well, I like that," and we kind of went boom, and we got it all together. And I think what is great about us now as a duo because we were a band band beforehand. Rhyme, <laughs> I know, but yeah, we were a band, uh, and there was like five of us, and it was just so head melting because it was like, oh, I wrote that baseline part, put it there, and Chris was like, oh, well, I kind of wrote this whole thing, so I'm gonna take that, and it was like just so much stress, and yeah. everyone had their own different taste, and it was sounding like a jumble. But now that we've kind of got into a vibe, like our whole kind of, I don't know, what is it called, our streamlined yeah we're, <laughs> yes. we're more we're more on track yeah well that's it basically it's so it comes from so what we kind of do is it's kind of business-like in a way but you know it's it's the only way you can do it sort of i call it just keeping the tap dripping yeah so we will have like a, a songwriter you know meet up once a week to basically write one of you got one of you got and let's see what we can work on and yeah so we our sort of goal is because we're We've got our own recording studio. Yeah. So we're constantly, we also write in the studio. So we're constantly getting ideas, either recording ideas, bits of paper ideas, voice memos. There's always something flowing. Yeah. yeah. So it's just constant. And this uh, yeah. idea of going monthly means, yeah, you know. It, it means we can get it all out and it's already there, which is kind of what the public want at the minute, I yeah. think. And also the fact we like, we like to keep people guessing. Like when you hear one song from us, you'll probably not hear another thing like that until maybe <laughs> at, at all, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. why you were saying like Shadows was so deep and intense and nobody had really kind of heard that side of us before. They were like, whoa, where did the happy go lucky people go? <laughs> and it was like, yeah. We, we kind of went dark for a month and then it was like, hi, we're back with something a little bit cheeky yeah. and a little bit fun and no one's ever heard this side of us before. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, it's just letting the song dictate where the production and the sound goes. So, know. how what how did everything like flow when you came to writing? I want you then. You know, where did all the thoughts and ideas come from? Um, we had I want you. That's a very good question. We had I want you, like, you know that trumpet riff that you hear and yeah. it goes do 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 yeah. I had that like two years ago and I had immediately came to him and I was like, right, we need to put this down somewhere because I need, I need to put it out. It's in my head, can't get it out. And he was, he was sitting there going, right, okay, whatever it is, 
we can always because his motto is kind of it's there we can change it and uh we, we put it down on the pro tools and he was like that's amazing we got to get something around this what have you got what else have you got and i was like that's it there's nothing else <laughs> that's all I've got and I think he spent about a good month trying to figure it out like cause he he's like a jigsaw puzzler he yeah. kind of likes to put all the pieces together and kind of make a picture but he couldn't find this one <laughs> yeah I just tried putting like musical yeah. ideas to it you know yeah because just... I remember you sitting with sense going I I don't know where to go and he'd said something once like six months later I think it was down the line and he'd said something like oh imagine if we wrote a song that was like just full of cliches and I was like what do you mean and he's like oh, you know like you know, you're going to hold somebody's hand and go down the lover's walk of love or something. I was like, I have an idea. <laughs> I have an idea. Brain's and I started ticking. Writing, yeah. yeah. And I started writing down all these like weird <laughs> metaphors and cliches like, oh, I want a first class seat on the flight to your heart. You know, stuff that would make you cringe in everyday life if you heard it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we put it down into like a list form and we were like, this is completely genius. This works. <laughs> It's so different than anything we've done before. Yeah. Normally you're kind of telling a story. Yeah. And, you know. and I think in the country scene anyway, especially over like in England and stuff, it's quite family friendly, PG. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. when we kind of went, right, we're going to stick maybe a 15 plus <laughs> you know. kind of on it. You know, it's like suitable for, you know, yeah. older people. <laughs> like, Not full 18. Oh. Yeah, or 18, yeah. <laughs> if you listen to the lyrics a lot, yeah. Yeah, because I think one of the reviews actually said that it sounds happy-go-lucky, but maybe you look blurred. Yeah, <laughs> like you'd probably let your like your kids listen to it and they'd be like bopping along, but like it's kind of like, I used to do singing competitions when I was like really young, like eight or nine, and all the girls who would come up, I was growing up in the time of like Rihanna's Take a Bow, so they'd be all going up going, grab your clothes and get gone at like years, <laughs> like eight years old, and I'm sitting going... You know what you're singing, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we're kind of in that mood at the minute, yeah. I think. <laughs> I mean, it goes like, like, was it Disney films? There's like so many innuendos. I can't, there's so many yeah. programs <laughs> that they just hide it all in there. And then as adults, you rewatch it and you think, oh, really? We watched that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've been watching Disney Plus, yeah. like, because Chris got like six months free or something with his like, phone bill yeah and we've been watching it and i've been like you've ruined my life this is ridiculous yeah i tell a lot of like a lot yeah. of cartoons and even other animation apart from disney you're amazed at how much adult humor is in there especially yeah. the simpsons yeah the simpsons, simpsons. blew my <laughs> mind that, that's what i was trying to think of was the simpsons and yeah just everything it was pretty much from start to finish. I think it was just one of the episodes where it was just constant. It's like they tried to fit in as much adult humour as possible, yeah. but disguising it, it was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I guess even, you know, being Irish, there was a St. Patrick's Day There was, one, there was. And it was like, hard to take it off for that. The leprechauns. Yeah. I can't. Now, going back to what you mentioned at the start about the horns... I, let, yeah. I know I haven't released it yet, but I've actually written my review. I'm just—I was going to ask you for some artwork so I could actually pin it to the yeah, review. Um, but I actually mentioned the last in the review. Try and word this right. The last time I heard horns as good as this was Lady A's "You Look Good." It is oh, just okay. sublime. It is—it yeah. just adds that extra little feel to it. It gives. Yeah. 
I find that horns aren't used enough in country music. Yeah. You are right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's that Johnny Cash Ring of Fire thing, isn't it? The horns and Ring of Fire. Yeah, I yeah. know yeah. what you mean. But I mean, <laughs> you look good. It's like... Yeah. But you that's kind of where it like, comes from. Yeah, I know, so. I know, I know. But yeah, like, yeah. I think that's kind of one of the like things we had in our heads. Like when we were listening to it and stuff, like we were kind of like, well, you know... I want you. It's kind of different. It's maybe too poppy for the pop world, or not poppy. Too country for the pop world. Too poppy yeah. for the country world. Yeah, that's then, that's that's where we are. That's exactly. kind of where we get stuck all the time. <laughs> yeah, like we we get stuck in that. But like, there's, yeah, because there's always that debate, isn't we, it? We we find like over in England because like we're we're kind of based in Leamington Spa currently. Yeah. yeah. So we find over over in England over here, it's like not not as divided of an opinion they're like oh we'll take it it's great it's independent it's like something new it's something different yeah. but over in northern ireland and ireland and we have like two different radio stations but they're all like of the same family right so it's called there's cool fm there's downtown radio and downtown country and you'll send it in and they're the same like yeah. license managers all the rest programmers and They'll, they'll say, okay, so we're not going to put it on Cool FM because there's like banjos in it and that won't sell our thing. And we're not going to put it on Downtown Country because there's too many synths in it and it's a bit too poppy for us. And then like, it's yeah. like, damn, where, does it where do we go? <laughs> Just throw it into <laughs> the ether. Actually, but they actually liked I Want You, which was, yeah. quite, which was quite surprising. We got to the B-list over in yeah. Northern Ireland, which was quite strange for an actual independent artist over yeah. there so it was good we got a good chunk of radio play on this one we got yeah. loads over here as well in yeah. england so yeah but there and was internationally too. but there was quite a lot of stations that did come back with uh a few like prop proper country stations as they call themselves huh. yeah gonna somebody. Came, <laughs> no, not, not. so a few a few like real sort of you know deep down home country stations saying we don't play pop music so we thought right okay so we sent it into some Food on pop stations. Yeah. And they come back saying, we don't play country. Oh, my. <laughs> you just can't win. No, yeah. you are stuck. Yeah, so it's, it's a weird thing. As an artist, you're going, oh, what, what, what do I do? But then again, <laughs> like, as, as artists ourselves, like, as individuals, like, we'll sit down sometimes and be like, oh, my goodness, what are we going to do? But then sometimes we sit back and we go, but you know what? People are paying attention that we're, we're different. Yeah. You know, that we're not just going, okay, yeah. use one, a mandolin, a banjo, and some pedal steel, and we'll just do that every single release we get. Yeah. No, we're, we're kind of going, do you know what? If you don't like it, you don't like it. Somebody exactly. else will. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Well, I think that's the thing about writing in the studio. And that's the thing about, I think, songwriters in general. Yeah. We can't, we kind of like force something different yeah. every time. It's like a big toy box, and you've got all these instruments mm -hmm. and all these things that you can play with. And... I remember you saying it's like a cauldron. Yeah. yeah. And you like stir in potions. <laughs> yeah. Come on. He watches a lot of like lot fantasy of Disney, stuff. You know? <laughs> that is, a, yeah. that, that's a great analogy to use that. I mean, especially your lane of music, you know, you pretty much go in it empty minded and then come out with this magical piece. It's, it's fantastic to see. It's great to hear as well. Just that rawness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. It's the song. The song leads the way. Yeah. Well, it kind of comes know? from. It kind of comes from home as well. Like, I mean, you're getting, 
lyrics that are honest and true that we've spent time on like they come from our kind of diaries we say comes from our hearts and then you've got the music side of things which we both take part in we both have an a say in and have an opinion on and then I'm gonna blow your head here because I love you yeah. and uh, he he has like an amazing ear for like mixing and stuff and he's just so talented at knowing where exactly to push it and where to bring it back and where to put something where it isn't before and or you know if it's a riff where to put it in again so that you're constantly hearing something different yeah. and you know you've got that quality that's just so good and then we've got the masters who pete is it yeah he's amazing he kind of brings it back to chris and they they have like this one-on-one relationship where they can figure it out themselves and it's all like from a family community type of thing like yeah. we don't release it without you know kind of loving it and pushing yeah. it in the best way we can well yeah it's because we're writing recording producing mixing it <laughs> it's all diy you know so like a lot of like a lot of artists, you know, that aren't just lucky to have their own studio, yeah. have to pay the studio time, and there's someone else vision because yeah. the producers go, well, why don't you do this? So we'd love that probably because yeah, you probably you probably think that we're like dying to get into like a proper <laughs> full-on studio, but I mean, sometimes that can be difficult because like you've got so many different minds. Like I was saying about the band thing before, you have so many different minds with so many different ideas. Yeah. And then you feel like you're kind of getting left out in that kind of process. So I yeah. think it's kind of nice. Yeah, well, we, kinda have we you... did go into a studio before. Oh, yes. Um, and we did find that, you know... It lost sense of direction. Yeah, the, the producer was kind of, you know, they were, he was kind of second-guessing what we were saying. All right. Not that, we're, not that we were going to end going, here's the way it's going to be and this is it. You know, we're very collaborative and, you yeah. know... We will kind of talk to people, but what what then happened was we were going, well, try this, and he was going, well, then try this. So everyone was trying so many things, and it was getting so out of focus. Yeah. So that, whereas we find that we're working on our own, we can kind of just craft it in our own time. Yeah, that's a difficult thing as well. Is you know what what's the saying? Too many chefs boil the broth or something. You know, if you boil the broth, yeah. Too many people going into it. You know, you it just you can overload something. You can almost put too much into something which sounds absurd to a lot yeah. of people but mm-hmm. if you overproduce something it does sound overproduced and i think you've yeah. got that line just right yeah well, sometimes <laughs> i, I <laughs> was gonna say yeah it, it's taken a while because like there's been times where like i can uh we've well most of the family anyway we find it like if we leave chris alone for a while like he'll just do his own thing anyway and then he'll bring it back and be like watch this this is amazing and we're sitting going there's like 700 things i'm listening to which one do you want me to listen to and um he'll be like okay i'll i'll tone it down tone yeah down. but i think you've you've come to better yourself yeah well, it's the whole thing you know sort of here you're just trying to push things practice you know. makes perfect right yeah and you just you just kind of get lost in the process yeah. Just, oh, I'll put this in, I'll try this too, and I'll stick that in, and okay. you know, and then before you know it, you have 300 tracks later of <laughs> stuff you're not going to use, you know. It's just like honestly, but it's it's just most of it's that, just a big like, toy box, you know? yeah. I think I read somewhere once it takes like 10,000 hours to be a perfect, like an expert at something, yeah. And I think it's like as many hours as you did, because I know you're like sitting here, like from like nine in the morning to like six o'clock in the morning yeah. the next day. <laughs> 
And I like I'm still pretty sure that you've done more than ten thousand hours, and you're still kind of yeah, that's it. Working on your craft. But I, but I think as a musician, you know. I think you always keep working. Yeah, well, that's the key. You know, a lot of musicians kind of settle. You know, yeah. okay, I've done my. 10,000 hours or whatever. I'm, I'm now officially an expert. Yeah. Know, where's, where's my expert badge, you know? I'm a professional. <laughs> you know, but, but I think, you know, like, as musicians, we should always continue to grow and learn and learn from each other. And sometimes it takes someone that's maybe hasn't played guitar or hasn't written so many songs to come yeah. in and go, well, try this. Yeah. They're not coming in with any preconceptions. Sometimes it's refreshing just to work with those people. That, that that's what it's about, you know. That fresh set of ears or fresh set of eyes. You know, it's it's nice to have. I mean, I work in the in- engineering industry, and <clears throat> sometimes it's nice to have somebody come in and say, "I've got a problem here. I can't. I don't know. I don't know what's going on." And then they come yeah. in. And it's like, oh, well, that's missing there, or that's too, there's too much of something there. And it's yeah. like, oh, okay. It, it, yeah. It, yeah. It's great to have that fresh set now. It's a shame you don't get paid overtime because yeah. <laughs> the hours you do, you'd yeah. be raking it in. It's a shame you don't get paid in general as a musician. But that's, a, yeah. that's the whole other side, you know, the whole, the whole industry is kind of shifted. Yeah. You know, to where it's, it's kind of in a no man's land at the minute, especially at the minute with COVID. no gigs and stuff. It's, you know, because you were kind of, as musicians, we were all kind of depending on the live side. Yeah, because CD sales are kind of not really a thing anymore, and you know. But but we were actually we were actually talking about it the other day that vinyl is actually our biggest seller. Yeah, it's going up. It's crazy the oh. whole concept of vinyl. I mean, yes, back in the eighties, early nineties, it was the go-to, yeah. you know, media to use, and it's almost like a vintage. I use quotation marks. Vintage thing to do now. A hip thing to do. But, yeah. I would call it vintage. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I, I, I honestly do love the sound of vinyl. The, that whole, almost like a scratch to it, a natural scratch. Yeah. yeah. When, when we first got the album, uh, moving on, on vinyl, like the first time I heard of the test press, yeah. I was like, I'm on a vinyl. <laughs> I was like, I'm so famous. And he was like, it's only a vinyl. I calm down. It's a vinyl. It's amazing. And I was like, I know. It doesn't make sense. Because, but no, I'm... I'm 21, so the only vinyls I saw were my my granddad's, and I honestly yeah. thought they were like things you set your dishes on when I was a kid. <laughs> Honest to goodness, and yeah. I was like, that's the only thing I'd ever saw. And I'd saw him put in like these things to yeah little whatever they were, and I was like, right, okay, it makes noise, good for that, you know. Yeah. Ah, CDs can do that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so to, for me to actually, you know, be like. Oh, I have one of those now. Yeah. I'm kind of in the history books. I was really excited. <laughs> but I think it's because, like, especially today, it's all streaming and yeah. there's no kind of ownership. Yeah. So what yeah. we have kind of found is people that don't even have record players are buying the vinyl. But also, like, the thing is, like, for people who are, like, in my generation or the one below me anyway, we're, they're kind of, like, gripping for something to own. Yeah. And they're like, whoa, I've got something that's, like, really cool. You don't have it because you yeah, really yeah. have a phone. I have it, vinyl, and it's like yeah. they're so, sticking them up on their walls yeah. just for artwork and everything. Yeah. yeah, well, that used to be that's that's a big thing as well. Now is these you know like first edition vinyls that people have kept from like the eighties, where it is in pristine condition. Please tell me you've got some good ones. Oh, tell me you've got some Bruce. Oh, yeah. Tell me you got the box yeah, yeah, on oh, vinyl. 
Yeah, I, I collect too many records. If thousands, I could show you, thousands of records. it's ridiculous yeah. the amount of ones that he has. So as I'm saying, I actually have the the album we're named after. Yeah. The, actually, the Rising album. <clears throat> you know, it was actually one of the first records I bought. Oh, wow. You know? So I have the original pressing of it. See, that, just, if it's kept in mint condition, that'll be oh, worth yeah, it. I, I'm like super... <clears throat> Obsessive OCD about it. <laughs> Good. So I'm, I'm one of those, you know. <laughs> it's like the, the cover is separate from the actual records, and yeah. it's all in plastic cases. Yeah, and... I'll like, I'll like pick one up, and he'll be like, oh, no, 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 no. Wear gloves. Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah. Yeah, he'll go in and he'll he'll have like a little brush or something, like a makeup brush, or like I'm just be like, <laughs> just making sure it's not dusty, and I'm like, you're an idiot. I was going to say something worse, but <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> it is. It's like it's just something like yeah. You kind of yeah. feel like you're sort of part of the music in a way because like yeah. Well, you kind of have to listen to the whole album. You yeah. can't really skip anything. Yeah, which is great because especially for albums, you know, like it's like there's that old argument. Our Fleetwood album. Mac. Yeah, exactly. So Remember. you have to select. You have to take it out of the sleeve, and that's an effort. And then you have to put it on a turntable, and you have to thing and you know, the whole thing takes it's, it's, like five minutes yeah the only thing that i'm really scared to do is put the little thing the arm onto it because i'm yeah. afraid i'll like poke like break it or something <laughs> but yeah so it's like it's effort to listen yeah so it's, you know if you're going to listen to your records you're going to sit and listen and you're going to be focused exactly and that's kind of, exactly. it's something that's kind of got lost today in a way you know the the people listen to the albums you know well, it's, it's it's similar to like you know we use this vintage look you know like Polaroid film cameras. Yeah. You used to have a picture. You took that picture, instantly disposed out, and you had to wait five minutes for it to thing. And then you looked at it, and it's like that's a good picture, and you keep it, and you keep it for years and years and years. You know, it's that same sentimental value and that whole yeah. effort of putting the vinyl on. You, if you put so much effort into doing something, you're going to want to sit and listen. You know, you don't want to do. A, load of work for nothing and yeah exactly yeah it's, it's a lot of money it is a lot of money <laughs> for it's, people it's, to kind of like if they were to like throw it away or something it'd be really heartbreaking because you put a lot of money into it yeah but you can't not see that but you can like profit from people's like misfortune in a way because you'll go into like charity shops and whatever and you'll see like these records that you know that are worth a fortune but they just like throwing them out well, you're a collector. And you're like, you please tell me you go into charity shops as well. Yeah, yeah. And you have a little flick through and, oh, that's a nice condition one. Yeah, yeah. I've done it so many times. Yeah. There was actually yeah. one, you know, without getting too geeky, um, I picked oh, up a, a, a vintage Queen record that was actually, the, it still had the, it, the actual album came with a poster. Yeah. With the, they had a song called uh, Bicycle Race, which was uh, the actual original video had like, naked models riding around a really bicycle track and they, they actually had a poster of all these naked women in the bicycle but the actual poster was banned yeah because it was like you know so if, if you can get a copy of this poster it's like worth a lot of money and you've got one so i was in the charity shop and you've seen this so record. have you got one yeah i'm gonna go sell it <laughs> <laughs> it needs pinning up on the wall but in a nice protective yeah. case that yeah, nobody yeah. can break into <laughs> No, don't. If you want to know what he does with that, like putting stuff on walls, he's a movie poster buff and Lego. Anything with Lego. 
Chris, I'm yeah. loving you more and more as this conversation goes on. Honestly, <laughs> like he has, you know the, you know fire uh, the firehouse from Ghostbusters. Yeah. So he got it one Christmas, and it, it took him like a day just to build. No, it took like a day just to build. What, like two, like three like months to build. It's like massive. But it sat like in in the actual studio, and he was constantly like making sure it was okay and not dust it. And I was like, can you open it so I can like play with it? And he was like, you don't play with it. <laughs> I was like, it's Lego. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, no, right. So he then went and got a big glass cage thing that was like this big and he's got like little tears on it and he's not got the house in there. And I was like, so I can't play with it then. And he's like, no. Is it under lock and key? Yeah. Yeah, basically. I don't know what it is. It's just you, yeah. you love it. Yeah, <laughs> Mo- movies and m- music. It's just that. That's me. You know. That's so brilliant. I even got like vintage, another vintage movie posters used to get in cinemas. Yeah, I collect those as well. So the, like, the original, the original ones they used to have on yeah, the yeah. outside, or oh, on the inside yeah, yeah. of the auditorium. Yeah, yeah. Some of those can be serious, serious value in them. Yeah, yeah. That's why I started getting into it. You know, so any that because you would sort of find them in cinemas the odd time you pick one up just to you, you all the best of intentions of selling it all but you kind of never do <laughs> you see Chantel's listening to this thinking hmm I wonder how much I could sell them for yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like because he's constantly going oh uh, I need money for some gear we need a new microphone oh we need something for the studio and I'm like see that big poster on the wall that you said was worth like 500 pound I could buy you the mic <laughs> And he's like, I'm not getting rid of the poster. You see, in 20, 30 years' time, it might be worth double that. Exactly. It's called an might, investment. Might. <laughs> might. Well, it's like buying stocks. You know, you don't know whether it's yeah. going to be worth more or less in the future. You used to be good at poker. <laughs> I would be really bad. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm only putting in a point. Yeah. <laughs> you would be like, 600. Come on, let's go. That's brilliant. It's, 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 a weird, it's a weird world, the old collecting world. Yeah, I'm not into that. No. I don't think, no, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to collect something. I don't think so. Just watching Disney? What, watching <laughs> Disney. I'm I'm kind of a car person, to be fair. I like cars. Go. But I don't have, like, six of them outside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your go-to car? Um, oh, this is a hard one. My dad had a Range Rover Evoque once. It was brilliant, but I also like a wee Lamborghini Partial one of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not the cheap stuff. Even even Not the Range the Rovers. Even the Range Rovers and Land Rovers are just so expensive now. Yeah, I know. My dad's driving one. I'm like <laughs> constantly, can I borrow it? I'm going on tour and I'm just gonna take it for a week. And he's like, No. No, you won't. <laughs> You're not even gonna get a yellow beetle. I wanted a yellow right. Do you know um the Jukes, the Nissans. Yeah. Right? He took me, because I was so dead against going to see this film, Bumblebee, because I was like, I've always heard him talk about Transformers, and I was like, this is so boring. <laughs> like, robots? No, don't get it. And then he took me to see Bumblebee, and I fell in love. So every, like, car that was yellow, I was like, I want it. I want Bumblebee. <laughs> and so we found this, like, Juke that was really yellow and had, like, a black stripe up the bin. And I was like... The actual car. <laughs> we want to get it, but no. This is where you take the camera outside now and it's out in the drive. 
Yeah, I yeah. wish. <laughs> <laughs> no, someone can't drive yet, so we're waiting for him to get a wee driving license. <laughs> Just drop, yeah. drop, <laughs> drop him in it there. Yeah, that's it. What? No. See, <laughs> so you've not got your driving license yet, then, Chris. I'm gonna dig this even further. Then, have, have yeah, you like yeah. started your lessons or? I have, yeah, yeah. How's it going? Yeah. How's the lessons it's going? Okay. It's going okay. Haven't crashed yet. Still plenty of time though. It's horrible <laughs> when you crash. <laughs> Believe you're me. Right, you're right this morning, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. So, that's, why, that's why the roads were clear. So uh, There's like a national emergency around the area, you know. <laughs> no, you were doing bay parking, was it? Yeah, yeah. So he's that's like he's getting better. Yeah. From what I've heard. Yeah, it's just kind of pulling it all together. Isn't it? Yeah. Is where it's at at the minute. Have you done all the horrible stuff like parallel parking and? Turn... Yeah, that's the only one I've left to do. So. <laughs> Good luck with that. See, for my um, for my driving test, that was the only minor I got was the parallel right. park. I got one really? minor and I was gutted. I thought it's because I thought I got it right, but I had to like shunt a little because I went a little bit too far with the wheel. Yeah. But because I rectified it, it wasn't uh, that yeah. a big yeah. a deal. Yeah, I was really lucky. I got like reverse around a corner, which was my my bomb. Loved it. Oh, so <laughs> jealous. I know. Everyone was. They were like, what did you get? And I was like, reverse around a corner. And they were like, oh, get away from me. I was loving it. <laughs> I was like, yes. Queen. Oh. And plus the fact that like the woman who was like doing my driving test, I probably shouldn't say this like live on air, but like uh the woman who was doing the driving test, like I remembered I stole the car, but it has like a start stop thing. <laughs> so I put the clutch back in like, and we were talking about music and I was like, Oh yeah, I'm a singer songwriter. Oh yes, I've definitely released my own music and she didn't seem to notice, so it was okay. Because <laughs> I only got two minors, I think. Right? Yeah. That is so, so lucky. I know. So, so you have to talk the instructor to death and the be nice. Test person. <laughs> okay, just distract him. I. It's not what I did. <laughs> Thing is, though, he they, is so mean to me. What's it? What's it called? Statute. Uh, statute of limitations. You know, it's happened ages ago now, so it doesn't really matter. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Five years ago, I passed my driving test. Scary, isn't it? Five years. Doesn't it go fast? It's it's mental. Mad, like seventeen. It's mental. Oh. Have, have you got any ideas of when you're going to take your test, Chris? Um, I don't know. See, once again, that dreaded thirsty virus, you know. Yeah. I'd sort of had it. I would have had it by now, but uh, yeah. I would like to, <laughs> ideally, I would like to do it before Christmas, but. Yeah. You know, we should wait and see. You know? Now, to go back to the music a bit, the reason why I actually prolonged the talk about the cover arts and the the artwork on the walls was because I want to go more into depth about the choice of artwork for I Want You. The whole reasoning yeah. behind it. I know, I know the main reasons, but I want to go further into that. Well, basically, it was to do with that sort of '80s movie kind of feel. I mean, we wanted to kind of conjure up that sort of um, ET meets the Goonies kind of feel. Yeah. You know, you've, you've got the bicycle, and you know, it kind of looks like something eerie is going on. So it's kind of Stranger Things kind of feel. It's simple but effective. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. You know, for us, you know, the, the artwork is kind of vitally important. It's coming back to that collecting vinyl, collecting posters, you know, it's like, you know, the artwork, especially nowadays, because, you know, you don't really see the artwork. Yeah. But one of the main sort of revenue streams that we've actually found is to sell prints of the artwork. Oh, wow. So that, That's yeah. great. So, yeah, actually, so then what you do then is you go, right, we're going to put a single out, but what we're going to do is 
create the artwork as a piece of art that you can then buy. So it's, it's also part of storytelling as well. It's like an extension yeah. of the songwriting. Yeah, like all of our artwork, I think, like, you know, we create with, you know, we create it with a vision in mind that's the song and what the song's about. And we kind of put a little a little twist on the artwork so you kind of go, oh, oh okay. And you can like get all together. Yeah. And all of our artwork kind of has one kind of flowing storyline as well. Like if you were to put them all together, you'd probably go, oh, oh there's a story there. Yeah. You know, and like that's <laughs> part of the thing of coming from movie backgrounds and album backgrounds so that yeah. if you were to stick them all together, they would, you know, kind of go in tangent with each other yeah because you know for us you know the last thing we ever wanted to do was you know the old let's just take a picture of ourselves and stick it on the cover and yeah you know because to us that's kind of lazy i can see why it's done because it's, it's the easiest thing to do just, you know where you go but it's much more fun to get creative and yeah start to think you know what what can i do with this to make it something else well, that kind of ties into what we were talking about right at the start with the whole, when you're a new artist, you're trying to get yourself out there. And if you're putting, you know, art, artwork out there, nobody really knows who you are or what you really look like. So as a new yeah. artist, you can kind of, you can get away with that. You can do that. But when you, like I say, you're a, you've got a collection of great songs, people know who you are. Yeah. You can do, you can afford to do this. You know, you can. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think we kind of come at it from another angle as well, you know, because we have never done the, the picture on the front. Yeah, even in the band, the way it was before a female entered into before the Before you whole, joined? Yeah, before I joined. <laughs> uh, there was a, a, a male singer, and even after that, like, I was a fan of the band before I was in it, so it was, like, to me, even to see their first album... Was it an exit, was it? Is that what the views were called? Yeah, that was the very, very, very yeah. first, but way at, back in the day. Yeah, but even <laughs> at that, they were like full-on rockheads. It was ridiculous. But like, <laughs> even at that, I mean, all they had was a like black cover with like exit on it. like, And it looked yeah. like a sign, you know, on, that you'd see on the top of the door. And I was like, haha, smart. Yeah, because <laughs> it's, like, it's like the logo is important. That's why we initially developed uh, it's a, it's a backwards T and R put together. Yeah. Backwards. Yeah, that took me a few. So few, I few never. Years I never got that. Oh. Yeah, right. you see, you're not the yeah. only one. I was the same. Yeah. That's why the the actual the the end part is shorter than the, the T part is shorter ah. than the R. That makes <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. I can see it now. I can see it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I yeah, feel so, dumb. Trust me. <laughs> Me, like I'm the singer of the band, I'm still going, Are you sure it's a team? Yeah, <laughs> I can't, yeah, it's a team with an R put on because it's actually because whenever the designer was doing it, I was in the room and it was actually they had the letter T and the letter R and you moved them together. Oh, wow, because <laughs> we tried it the proper way round, you know, with the R the proper way round, and yeah, just didn't look right, so reversed it. And we always hide the little R, yeah, we always put it in, like so in each artwork, there's always like a like if you look at the the I want you cover, the actual bike, the actual sort of spoke on the bike. Yeah. The TR is hidden in the spoke of the bike. Oh, you <laughs> cheeky! You're all yeah. cheeky. Yeah. Yeah. So we always a... we always hide it. It's always there. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the shadows on the wall one now, and it's yeah. it's very visible now. But you can actually, for anybody wanted to know what we're actually talking about, it's such a it's great. It's 
Yeah. It's brilliant. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, infatuated yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, because what we've done over the last the monthly singles, we stopped just putting the rising on them and just went more with the logo. Yeah. Yeah. It makes, so it, a bit, just, it makes it a bit more. Well, yeah. I prefer the the R logo to the the rising logo, like the actual text one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But because to me, it, like I'm a very hello puppy. Puppies. So cute. <laughs> Yeah, what I tend to do uh, for everybody out there is I have a dog, and sometimes the dog barks uh, if somebody's knocking at the door. So I like to pre-warn my guests to say, yeah, I've got a dog. If somebody knocks at the door, it might bark. And that but just no. happened. Oh, so cute. Give me... Oh, right. But no, I'm a very visual person. <laughs> so the text to me always seemed quite messy. So yeah. the R yeah. was quite plain and simple, and it was yeah. boom, and here. Yeah. So that's why... I think I actually came up with the idea of hiding it. Because when yeah, I yeah. when I first came in, I was, what? Oh, I think I might have been 17, 16, 17 at the time. Mm. So I was quite like, I have so many fresh ideas. I'm so cool. <laughs> Check me out. And the first single we ever released together as the band with me as the re- the real lead singer was Last First Love. Yeah. And we'd went through so many different artwork ideas, and there was one with a tongue which was quite weird. There was one with like just hearts. There was one with a birdcage and I was loving the birdcage idea. Yeah. And you'd stuck a heart in the middle of it, like an actual like anatomy of a heart, which I found was quite like quite strange and disturbing, but he loved it. So there was one and then we like hid the R like right in the middle. Cause I was like, last first love, there's an R in the middle if we turn it round. And he was like, no. And then I was like, okay, then what if we hide it? So it's still there. And he was like, okay, we'll do that. And then ever since, it's been like, right, we're the hiding thing. it and things. It's almost yeah. like, where's Waldo? Yeah, <laughs> kind of, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We should give out prizes <laughs> if people should, find it. We should make that as part of a merch item. Where's our? Yeah, where's our? Yeah, where's, where's the Risling? <laughs> that is... Imagine. You see, Imagine. That, that's why I like these chats, is because we come up with some great ideas. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, honestly, I think we should totally do that. Yeah. <laughs> should. Yeah, cool. I do like like we were saying earlier. I do like the idea of all like the cover arts as actual physical artwork because it is a piece of art. You know, there's so many albums yeah. out there with great art. You know, cover art. Now it's called yeah. cover art. You know, it's got the name, exactly, the title. Yeah. But I think you know, come back to the idea of putting your your face on the cover. Especially today, we have so much social media. You've got your Instagram, your Facebook, your whatever. Um, so you're, you're constantly bombarding your, your face on those. So with your actual product, you'll kind of want to do something different. Yeah. So in a way, you know, for, for us, the, the records are kind of the invisible band in a way. You know, it's like you don't not necessarily know who these guys are. You have to go and find, you know, go and look up the website to see any pictures of us. Makes it um, that a bit more quirkier and more, more memorable. That's what it's about. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like laying out breadcrumbs because you're kind of making people, oh, hang on, I'll have to go and check these people out yeah. and see what they look like. So we'll go to the website and then they'll maybe see something else. And then they're shocked at what we actually do. Like and then that. they're like, oh, is oh, that it? Oh, it could have been so much better. <laughs> <laughs> now, we've mentioned, the web- we've mentioned the website quite a few times, so I'm just going to read it out now. It's therisingmusic.com. Now, I- I've got it on my phone right here now, and it is a great website. It's got links to everything, you know, links to videos, links to the actual CDs, vinyls, etc. It's people yeah. do need to check it out. And there's even a 
on the menu, there's a tab down for store. And that's where people yeah. need to go. People need to go yeah. to the store, buy your stuff, <laughs> and help produce more music. Because that's where the money comes yeah. from. Exactly, that's yeah. It. That's it. You know, like, we don't, we really, like, there's a there's a thing going around at the, the minute on, like, live streams for musicians, and it's called the virtual chip jar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we find that, like, quite difficult to kind of jump on board with because we we know what it's like as you know general like humans to kind of go well I don't really have enough money to kind of tip someone yeah who you know who one I've never met just to, yeah. well, just especially to sing nowadays. Me a song, you know and we we actually quite we find it quite a wee bit a wee bit sickening to be like right if you want a song you give me a fiver and it was like mm, no that's not the way you do it yeah. yeah you know you know, we were like, we put the weed link up and we were like, look, we are not asking for anything. It is just there because everyone else literally is it was peer pressure. Every every people were coming to us, like fans of the band were like, Why do you not have one? Why do you not have one? And it was like, Okay, we'll put one up, but we're not gonna ask for anything. Like if yeah. you want a song played, we'll play it. Yeah. It doesn't take that long to learn it. See, yeah. that is I totally respect that. I mean, I can't understand why pe- I mean, I can understand why people would try and create an incentive to make people tip but end of the day a tip is a tip you know it's something you give as yeah. a gratuity and yeah exactly. you know if people really love your music and they understand you and they understand how difficult the times are they will tip and to yeah. just put it there and if people do people do if people don't people don't i mean yeah, i can't exactly. the past few months i've been really struggling with money that's that's yeah. why i've got two jobs <laughs> so it's like you know i couldn't do it as much as say somebody who's a key worker and still earning a full wage can do you know it's it swings and roundabouts and it's people's circumstances yeah. you know it's yeah. see that's exactly where we were coming from because yeah. you know like a lot of musicians were going oh we have lost all our revenue you know you know come help us but you also have to remember that there's They've others out there have done the same revenue as well you know it's like you know so the least you know we Mickey sort of came at it as you know these fans give us so much that they invest their time into us. So the least we can do is yeah. invest our time back to them and get to know them. You know, so one of the good things that we have noticed about our live streams is... We get the same people yeah. coming back and back and back. And now, now they're, like, talking to each other. Like, and, and forget Without us. us. Yeah. You know, forget us. We're just sitting singing in the background. They're actually <laughs> sitting talking and having, like, yeah. a full-on chat on the comments. And it's, like, amazing to see this kind of community come together and like it could be someone from scotland to someone in i think we had someone in from like amsterdam last week and they were just talking about country music and how it's so different in both their places and i was like wow this is amazing to see that come together yeah yeah and that that was kind of key that's kind of brilliant that's kind of amazing you know because like if people you know because by putting a tip jar on that we thought was like you're kind of forcing people. Yeah. yeah. But we, what we wanted to do was, right, okay, we're going to provide you with, we're going to get to know you. Here's what we can do for you. Yeah. And then we also wanted to give away free music. So we, we put, we're putting together an EP at the minute. Yeah. And we're going to give that away free to anyone that's signed up to the mailing list and stuff. Which is on the website. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's kind of, it's yeah. kind of giving back in a way. Kind of getting to know the fans one-on-one instead of yeah. putting a wall between us. Isn't it yeah. crazy watching like the live stream, like you just mentioned, how people talk from Scotland to Amsterdam, how far you actually reach, you know, you can actually, you kind of get yeah. the idea of 
what your actual global reach is. And it will be fantastic. It's it's very yeah. it's very great because sometimes when you're an independent artist and you've got your family supporting and it's like oh yeah and from sometimes you hear like your family or your extended family the like cousins aunts whatever going oh that was brilliant listen to it amazing it was on the radio amazing and you're like oh they're the only ones that are hearing it so sometimes you kind of forget that everywhere else exists yeah for a bit yeah. and then you'll get someone I think our Spotify. What's that word? Hiked? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spiked. Spiked. Yeah. yeah, in Hong Kong. And we were like, Hong Kong? Yeah. And it was amazing. And then we yeah. had someone come uh, from, I think it was, we did an interview, not yesterday. Was it yesterday? I can't remember. But we had an interview from someone from North Minnesota or something. Uh, it was Arizona. Like, wow, amazing. Arizona. Arizona. <laughs> yeah, and it was amazing wow. to like, how did you even find us? That's amazing. It's brilliant. Yeah, so it's like, I think it's one of the things that, you know, one of the good things to come out of this whole thing is that as artists, certainly we've seen all the things that we weren't doing that we should have been doing. Yeah. But before all this, we were just happy enough to go, oh, well, we'll do a gig and we'll do whatever. But the actual idea of creating a community and talking one-to-one with your fans is something you never thought of doing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's something we actually did at live gigs. Like, me and yeah. Chris, anyway, like, we had a bass player, a drummer, and a keyboard yeah. player before it was just the two of us. And it was like, me and Chris had made it our duty to kind of go down, say hello to everybody, have a chat, make sure that they felt welcome. But the other three would just stay up on stage and pack away their gear. And I was kind of like, that's not the way it should be, though. Yeah. You know, if I was at a gig, you know, and I came to support this person. Yeah. I would like to be, you know, have a one-to-one convo, see what's yeah. going on and why they're here and all the rest of it. So I think we kind of made it our our thing to kind of go down and make sure everybody was having a good time, making sure yeah. that they were okay, break that fourth wall. And, see, and that's, that's so humble. That That's brilliant to see. That's brilliant to hear. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, when you're absolutely, when you're beyond massive, like the Carrie Underwoods, which I'm yeah. sure you yeah. will be soon, <laughs> you'll have that like, extra security at the front where people are trying to grab a piece yeah. of your hair or yeah but i think that i think that's you know for, from our point of view even if it did get to somewhere around that we would we would kind of find a way to do what we're doing now because we really do value that kind of idea that because we're fans of music ourselves yeah and we would love it if i don't know a springsteen or kai underwood or whoever you know actually came and sent us a happy birthday thing or you know like yeah. all it takes is about five minutes of your time to go and say to someone happy birthday yeah or whatever hello how you doing you know and i think it's something that's frankly especially nowadays with the way music and music yeah. marketing's going because it's kind of scary that these things exist isn't it like mobile phones it's like yeah. sometimes you lose a human contact and it's like wow. yeah yeah like even from a gigging point of view we find that Whenever we did go down and talk to people, you know, even before the gig, we just mingled among the crowd and, you know, how are you doing and whatever. We found that those people would then be more invested in coming to see you again. Not necessarily because, okay, they have to like your music and all, but, <laughs> but you know, but they were coming because they viewed you as somebody who took the time out and went, I want to get to know yeah. you. Yeah. But, and of you know, course, like every, of course, every musician likes to be, all mysterious, like kind of, oh, you you can't touch me. Yeah. I'm so 
big and you can't yeah. just see me. But like, you know, like before a gig, I can understand that. But afterwards, you know, it's nice to have a little one-on-one. It makes it more personal. It makes it more, yeah. you know, so it shows respect. You know, the people are spending yeah. their money to come see you. You know, it's exactly a two-way yeah. street. It's, it's yeah. like I say, I it's humble of you. You know, that idea gets really lost, you know. That okay. idea that... It's okay. You know, but, you know, but seriously, the, the idea... He gets that, annoyed that thing. The idea that fans are, you know... Because a lot of these people may not have the best job in the world. Yeah. Or, you know, but they're investing their hard-earned money on you. Sure. So the least you can do is, you know... <laughs> that, that, that's awesome. That, that's great to hear. Now, before I go on to, like future music i would just want to ask uh you chris a, a quick <clears throat> a quick question what is your favorite bruce springsteen album well it's gotta be darkness on the edge of time oh really yeah see i've always gone i've always gone nebraska because it's just so well, okay, well left side yeah but yeah but yeah yeah hmm <laughs> See, whenever you think about it, <laughs> Nebraska is probably two or three, but for me, Darkness just has that everything that you associate with him yeah. is there. Plus the two, plus, you know, I mean, Darkness all, all of his stuff. It's great. All of his stuff is amazing. I mean, when he came over to the UK, what, four years ago was it now? Five years ago? It was Wrecking Ball, was the last yeah. one that I've seen. Um, yeah, 2012 it would have been that's crazy well, I mean mental I remember seeing him in Coventry and just being blown away by how long he can go see this is uh, what he done because I was I went to see him in Dublin on that tour yeah because I always make a point to go because he seems to love playing Dublin um, but what he did was uh, he probably done the same but he went out and supported himself yeah so for anyone that was there early he came out and played his acoustic guitar and you know, once again, that idea of giving back, you cool. know, he's like... That's really cool. Exactly. It's that, it's that special something, you know, it's that little yeah. bonus gift. Yeah, because what... the, sh- the show was our like, lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, sh- the show was like, what, eight o'clock? I don't and know. And then he went, he went out, on the, out on the stage at like, I don't know, it was about four o'clock. And then there he was just, just playing covers and random songs. Oh, that's amazing. To anyone that got there early. It's pretty cool. That's amazing. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's you see, that artists like Bruce Springsteen and like yourselves, you know, where you put in that extra bit of effort, just really it adds that extra value to what you pay for and what you you know, yeah. that, that whole being a fan. You know, a fan is a fanatic of somebody. You know, it's yeah. it just creates a little personable bubble. It's brilliant. I love exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and what's what's your favorite album? In the general? Bomb on it? Bomb on it. <laughs> It's a nice bum. You just like the artwork, do you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't can't, ask me. Can't, can't complain. <laughs> what is that one again? That's the famous one. Is it? Yeah. Born in the USA. That's that the way you want, yeah. There we go. <laughs> just picked a song out of there. I'm such a Springsteen fan, guys. Yeah, to- to- totally. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. I'm on fire. Well, you're more of a casual. You know, like the hits and stuff. I know the hits. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably like, oh, I'm probably a Swifty by yeah. by heart by trade. Yeah. 
So. I'm carrying the wood. I'm carrying the wood. <laughs> Was you happy when Taylor Swift brought out a new? It's amazing. I love it. I've actually, <laughs> I've actually not listened to it yet. I'm. Oh. I'm really. I'm kicking myself. I've been busy with work, so I've not had even two seconds to even think about listening to it. I'm going to listen to it tonight. Actually, it's very different. Yeah, I think what sort of caught me off guard is like I'm like a full on Swifty as well, you know. So yeah, like what caught me off guard was she curses. Yeah, does she? Like, yeah, yeah. There's explicits. It, it was one of those ones where you had to like wind it back and go, really? <laughs> but it's not because you know, oh, she can't say that. It was just more like. You know, because they're like whole, you know. She's good girls 50. And yeah. it's like, you know, she's like, for babies, everybody yeah. loves Taylor. And then just to hear that, you're like, hang on a minute. This is getting dark. <laughs> you know? I, I, you see, when she when that, that song came on that she starts on, I was like, oh, she's a queen. She's definitely out for business. It's a good album, though. It's pretty good. Yeah. What's your, what's your favourite track on it, then? What would you recommend for me? Mine, my favourite is The One. I like The One. The One. Yeah. 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 Probably August for me. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. And the the American Trilogy one. The American, what one? What's that? The second one on the album. Oh, forget. Oh, hold on. I've got Apple Music. Hold on. It's the greatest American <laughs> we'll just, story. We'll just plug Apple Music hold on. here. Yes, Apple Music, four ninety nine. if you're a student. It's amazing. Uh, the Last Great American Dynasty. It's a good one. It's Last Great explicit. American Dynasty. I'll make sure yeah, I tra- yeah. uh, check out at least those three. Yeah. Yeah, well, mine are like, yeah. I wonder if that's a sequel to the song in the last album. I think it might be. What was the, what was the song called? Miss Americana. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. See, it's all, everything's a sequel. Everything yeah. flows. Connected. <laughs> now, to no, go back to your music. No, <laughs> uh, here we go. This is this is how you know, like, we are Swifties because we are, like, doing the exact same thing, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Everything links. But yes, so back to your own music. Well, that is it. Yeah. We link everything. Yeah. yeah. We back, love our music. Going back to your music, what have we got planned for the near future? For the next month's release? Next month's release. Uh, what can we say about it? Because we haven't actually given anything away. Yeah, say it. um, it's quite Springsteen-esque, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it was actually, you know, when the, it was one of those ones that was written music first yeah Chris wrote everything had everything down first and, and then was, brought me if you look at the original Pro Tools session it was called Boss Idea Oh, for people that don't know <laughs> Bruce Springsteen's nickname is The Boss yeah <laughs> so it was like because it had that sort of you know that sort of heartland kind of feel to you, it you even had the story all laid out didn't you yeah it was, yeah and then you kind of went right can you like, cause I'm kind of more lyrical than he is. Yeah, no yeah. Offense, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of went right. Here's my story. Here's what I've got musically. Can you think of anything? And now we have a story that involves. I think it's two characters. Yeah. And like a movie, it's kind of a movie and a song. So two yeah. characters kind of own separate pathways coming together, and. The crux of the song is basically a message to take away with you, like Bruce does in all his songs. It's a message to take away, kind of going, well, do you know what? Sometimes shit happens. Yeah. But in the end, there's always something better to come along. Yeah. Which is a hint to the, the, the title. title. 
<laughs> That's brilliant. So you almost you got almost like a semi-exclusive here. Yeah. yeah, you actually have the exclusive because it's like we have not talked about it. Yeah, and then the single after that. Yeah. So we're kind of going Heartland Americana yeah. feel. Then the next one's kind of... Folky? It's kind of folky, yeah. Yeah, and it's also story time because I'm not actually singing as myself. Really? <laughs> really, so, really, really? Yeah, I'm singing as a character, so that's fun yeah. and different. So it's quite interesting to see that come to life because it's like I'm singing with myself by myself if that makes any sense that makes total sense I mean what you guys do musically and lyrically is just next level it is really really next level thank you and it just shows it shows why Matt Spracklin put you as a country hits Brit yeah champion yeah Yeah, it's so amazing yeah, he's so a legend. Yeah. What was it like getting yeah. that message saying that you was going to be the on the British champion? It was uh, it was one of those ones. It was a long lead up to it. Yeah. Because you know we we initially messaged about the exclusive to the track, and then he was like, "Yeah, I really love it." I was this and that and the other, and we got talking. And then about yeah. three or four days later, he was like, "Look, I'm trying to push for this. You know, just." Bear with me. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So (laughs) it's pretty cool. I know. I just, it's amazing because it's like one of the biggest, I think, country videos, isn't it? It was the one that we have tried to get on for a while. And we hadn't any success in doing that. Yeah. So it's like, for us, it's like, it's like another layer. Another step in the right direction. Yeah. Well, in the UK, you know, regards to like terrestrial radio and like DAB, you know, there's the big three. You've got BBC Radio 2, you know, with, yeah. you know, Whispering Bob. You've got Chris Country, which is only yeah. in select areas for DAB. It's like Manchester yeah. and London. And then you've got Country Hits UK, which is available everywhere on DAB. So they're the main like three that you can get in like yeah. a car kind of thing. But there's yeah. loads now. Crazy how many radio stations actually is, you know, like through internet streaming. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, I think this is the new. This is kind of the new revolution. This, the whole podcasting, internet radio. It's kind of the birth of the new, the next. Where it's going to be? Yeah, it's quite exciting to kind of be on the. Cost for that. The beginning of that. Oh, anyway. sorry, I said. <laughs> you gotta love the word cusp. Cusp, cusp yeah. is such a underrated word. <laughs> You're bringing it back. Uh huh. <laughs> I try and use it as many times as possible, even if it's not in context. Yeah, just just once a day. Just know? once a day. Like a daily I'm quota. Challenge that. I'm going to challenge you to that. I'm going to challenge you to it. Just do a video every so often. You're on the cusp of yeah. something amazing. I'm on the cusp of having my tea. Oh, <laughs> Go on, it's your turn. I don't know. I see he's just so bad at yeah. like games and everything. <laughs> Oh, Chris. I know. Boo. Boo. Yeah, exactly. Boo. I wish I had my little, like, on our live streams, we have, like, little side effects, and there's a boo one. So I wish I had, like, a little boo. <laughs> to boo you. And you can add one in post, you know. Yeah. See, I might, I might try and find a, a little boo cliff. That, that's one thing I want to do, yeah. though, in the future is, like, upgrade all my equipment to have, like, a proper, like, soundboard kind of thing. But by, that, yeah. by that point, I'll actually be able to have guests here. So. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Get to meet everybody in person. Awesome. That's one thing yeah. I'm looking forward to is being able to meet like yeah. you guys. You know, I can't wait to yeah. actually meet you 
Yeah. I know we're like so like you seem like such a like good guy. Do you know you're kind of the guy like you'd go out with like a load of beers with and you'd still be like really okay to listen to at the end of the night. <laughs> you see, know? I get bored of myself. <laughs> It's the honestly love that there's like people that we've met and it's been like you know you go out and you're like sitting there like yeah okay I'm so happy to be here with you too but you actually seem like one of those guys who'd be like decent you know still by the end of the night there'd be something new to talk about not the same story do you know what I mean? (laughs) That's what I love about these podcasts is it should be about music but we've talked pretty much about everything. Everything. That's the thing, and I think people like listening to that kind of thing. Well, hopefully they do. Well, I like listening to it. I I don't know if you've noticed, but somehow each little random topic we've spoke about today is kind of like linked in to actual music. Yeah. 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 We we all have a habit of that. By design. Yeah. Now I'm, getting, now I'm getting towards the end of the podcast, so what I like yeah. to do is ask a couple of questions at the end. But before I do that, I just want to go through the socials. So where can we find you on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram? Well, basically, everything is The Rising Music, bar Facebook, which is The Rising Official. And your website? TheRisingMusic.com Awesome. And just as a reminder, everybody, check out the store. Buy the music, buy the artwork, buy everything, just because that's what allows artists to produce more music. It's what funds people's lives. And yeah, plus it's something you can hold. It's We've talked about this earlier. It's something you can physically hold. Other people can't say that. So there you go. On to the questions. Okay. <laughs> so what I usually do is I ask three debatish questions. So the first debatish kind of question is a Jaffa cake. What is it to you, a cake or a biscuit or a nugget? Oh. <laughs> By well, nugget, me, I mean, it's like a mix between both. Yeah. yeah. For me, the clues in the name, so I'm going to go with cake. <laughs> mm, no, no. It's like a mini cake. <laughs> No. It's like imagine like you know like that. What's what's the movie? Mm-hmm. They're like put the post on the Don't like Beetlejuice where you like no. put the thing on. these strings. The, so imagine like a cake and he's just putting and he shrinks the cake. It's such a, a great recipe. film as well. <laughs> but it's like a biscuit recipe. But, but I got no. But it's got sponge bottom. It's like a sponge. It's like yeah, but it's not really sponge. It's kind of like textured. It's a textured sponge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Imagine a biscuit that is actually. Imagine a bigger, like imagine like a big cake, <laughs> and you just kind of shrunk it. Okay, well I can understand, <laughs> like, but I can understand how you would think it's a cake because yeah. there's like jelly and like chocolate. But I yeah. mean, you eat chocolate digestives, and they're like similar. Yeah, if you put like an orange jelly in the middle of a chocolate digestive, you technically have a Java cake. But like, <laughs> digestions are like crunchy and biscuits. So we're jumping. To me, like a biscuit has to be like crunchy. Do you dip a Jaffa cake in tea? Ew, no. What? No. Why would you do, do that? Do you Chantel? Because it melts the chocolate. Yeah. Oh yeah! Finally, somebody that does it. Exactly. Somebody. Yes, it melts the chocolate. <laughs> you see, I'm not a weirdo. That's so strange. <laughs> biscuit, you dunk a biscuit. You can't dunk cake. When you're in essence, you are dunking a cake. I'm not dunking a cake. 
Before we end up killing each other, I think it's best to move on. Yeah, so we've got a cake and we've got our biscuits. It's split. I've just, you know, caused ructions yeah. within a band. <laughs> You're going to love this next one then. Do you both okay. eat pizza? Yes. What is we your thought? What's your thoughts on pineapple on pizza? Oh, oh dear. Oh. You asked the pivotal question. For me, it's a no go. For me, it's a go. And you're not allowed to eat? I'm actually not allowed to eat pineapple. I'm allergic to pineapple. I actually oh. found out. I found out, like, about by two accident. years ago. Yeah, <laughs> by accident. I like Because I was always eating pineapple on pizza, and I never thought anything of it. And I was getting, like, kind of sick afterwards and stuff, and I didn't really know why. I thought it was the gluten yeah. of the pizza base. So I was kind of, like, going, oh, I can't eat pizza, blah, blah, blah. And when I did get a pizza every now and again, I was like, oh, well, I'm going to be sick anyway because of the bread. <laughs> I'm fine. But So I'm going to be but fine. Sacrifices. So, yeah, that's what, I was, that's what I was thinking. And then he was, like, I was eating a toast. I would, I would come over to his house uh, over in Belfast, and I would come over, and I'd be, like, eating toasties. And he'd be like, but you're, you're, you said it might have been gluten. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Click. Something's, something's different. So I had the pizza again. I was like, it must it must be ham or pineapple. But I, And it was like, and he was like, I bet it's pineapple. And he was laughing at me because I always had a Hawaiian pizza and now I can't. So I, I still love pineapple on pizza, but I can't have it. So I, I say it's a go. But that's the gods of pizza going. No, it this isn't. This is a no go. Look, I love Gordon Ramsay too, but like. Goodness hell! It well, makes not, it so moist. Well, you're, not, so, you're not going to eat Gordon Ramsay, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? He's nearly fifty, and I really would go there. I'm not going to lie about it. Thing is, though, he still looks really fit, like healthy exactly. and yeah, ah, oh, gorgeous. <laughs> but yeah, no pineapple on pizza. It's a good thing. It's okay. Yeah. Go on to God's the Ramsay topic. <laughs> go on to the Ramsay topic. Did you watch that Ram- uh, Gordon, Gino, and Fred thing? Yes, does, I like, did. Does I America? Did. I think it's called. Yeah, I did. Gordon and Gino were just like constantly battling out. Kind of like me and you, it's all good. Such a great program. <laughs> Amazing. I love that. But yes, pineapple on pizza is a yes for anybody who's listening. So we've got another yes and a no. Yeah. Do we ever agree? You might agree on this one. Last okay. one is Marmite. Yes or no? Yeah. Love it or hate it? Hate it. No. Yeah, we agree on that. No. That's okay. There we go. Found something. Come on! Yay! <laughs> That's what it's about. Now, yeah. for the final few questions, it's almost like based on a night out. So okay. when you go out for like a drink, where do you like to go? Do you like to go to clubs, pubs or bars? Mm. I'm, I think we're more of like bar people. Yeah, I kind of like live music. So if it's a bar playing live music, it's a bonus. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes you just like... To chill. Yeah, somewhere to have like a meal, have like a drink or something. Yeah. Somewhere like out, like a bar, like that has like an outside area. Yeah. Yeah. It's, awesome. it's always good. Clubs. We're nah. not. We're not really club people. Yeah. No. It's just that. Oh, like it's, it's so claustrophobic. You know. <laughs> yeah. That we are stuck together and the music. And it's the same beat constantly. For yeah. Like <laughs> it's always the same. Bars. It's always the same dancey tune as well, unless you go to like proper, uh, unless you go to a proper country club. But then even then, yeah. it's yeah. That's I was just about to say there. The under the bridge, we were that was our end of tour celebration one time. I can't really remember. And it. yeah, it was it was messy. <laughs> <laughs> it was can't be a messy was, night. Yeah, <laughs> it was my birthday that tour, so it was like I had just turned eighteen. 
Yeah. So I was like, I can drink for legal. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. I think I we ended up going to McDonald's, didn't we? In yeah. London. And I I remember getting into the bed. At stupid o'clock. And you were like, do you want your cheeseburger? And I was like, no. And then like 10 minutes later, the airplanes were like touching yeah, the roof. Yeah, it was mad. It was really bad. Really <laughs> bad experience. The hotel was uh, <laughs> right on the runway. Literally. literally. Oh, literally. no. Quite literally. And it, literally, and it's 6am. We'd only gotten into bed about four. We had, <laughs> I think we actually timed it. It was every, every 40 seconds or so. It was every 40 seconds. 40 to 60 seconds there was a plane, and it was literally touching the roof. Yeah. Oh it got to the point God. where the other guys that we were on tour with were actually, one of them was actually a plane. He's a plane bus, so he was out going, it's a Boeing. That's going to <laughs> somewhere. And it's like, it was like, geez. Plane finder app. Yep, that's yeah. going to LA, that's going to Schiphol, that's going to, that's come from Leeds. It was, it was lit, they were literally so low that you could yeah. like practically see the people sitting. Uh, yeah, and plus the fact like our flight was at 11 anyway, I think, so we were up anyway to get up and he like was forcing me to eat like sausages and bacon and I was like, no. <laughs> see, it always sounds horrible when you're about to eat it, but when you're actually eating it, it just soaks up all the alcohol and you just feel so yeah. much better for it. Yep. Afterwards, I felt okay, but yeah. like during it, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's always after the fact that it's great. It's yeah, never during. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Next question is when you do go out, what is like your go to drink? I am a vodka and Sprite kind of girl, or I'll take like a cocktail. There's one go. <laughs> some... It depends on budget, doesn't it? If someone else is buying. No, you're not. You're always Peroni. Yeah. Every time I've seen Although other beers do exist. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, beer. Yeah, beer. I, you're a beer person. I tend to get into beer because it was cheaper to get on a night out. Yeah. Because you could, you know, like. what? I only think I've ever seen you once, like, try rum, and you were like, that's not for me. Yeah, I don't mind whiskey. I, I would like whiskey. You like a wee JD? Yeah. JD. Like JD and Coke or whatever, yeah. but, but it's, it's expensive to get, so you just you just stick to beer. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> if I need vodka, all night I'm okay. Yeah. See, vodka's and always I, the nice studenty drink to get. Especially, well, I am a student, so. especially yeah. with Sprite. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense for me. Yeah, I've but, never tried it with Sprite. Man. Although, like, really, it's yeah. really nice. How many times have you been out with me? I must try that. I honestly, no, there was actually this one story, you'll actually love this, right? Um, I, I start off on like vodkas and sprites and stuff and then by the end of the night people are like giving me things and I'm just drinking them. <laughs> and um, <coughs> we, there was on tour actually, believe it or not, like before one of the shows and stuff, they'd, they'd wanted to have like a final farewell to us all and it was like, yeah. right, okay. And they brought like a round of tequila shots <laughs> for everybody and I had done the first one and I, I spat it back out because I felt like I was at the dentist. Yeah. Like, because I went numb. So they <laughs> like a second and a third round. So, uh, so the, thir the, the third, like the second round, I just kind of like over their shoulders type of thing. And then the third one, Chris was like, right, I'm, you're not wasting any more money. And I was like, right, okay, right, okay. What are you going to do? And they went one, two, three. Chris had already drunk his and I just went, oh, okay. And he handed me his glass and he drugged mine back. So he had like four tequila <laughs> shots. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I think he Clever. got up on stage afterwards, like, I don't know how to play, but I'm okay. <laughs> My hands are numb. Muscle memory. <laughs> that night, he threw the guitar behind his head so, so quick. I honestly thought he gave himself whiplash. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh wow! Oh wow! He plays it. He plays it like behind his head. That is. I can't <laughs> wait to see you guys live. Please do yeah. that. Please get. He, he's legendary. Are the old throwing it up in the air, one? No, that <laughs> no. <laughs> he throws it so high that I'm like, there's actually a photo of me, and I look the picture of like feet, like death is coming towards me. I'm like, help me. <laughs> and he's like, yes, this is so fun. That's brilliant. Oh, you, that's what you need to do in your next next proper gig when we actually do get to play live gigs again. Get as wasted as you can. Make sure it's like a free night that everybody, else, you know, nobody has to pay to get in, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I would so love to do. Although that I don't again. need to get wasted to make a fool of myself. I just yeah. With that, no. <laughs> oh. We love you, Chris. We love you. <laughs> I, 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 I can be a wee bit of a weirdo when I'm drunk, like so. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> Imagine. I'll probably go from like being so happy to be on stage to like crying at one of the like ballads. Sat like, at the back. Not being able to sing. Sat at the back of the stage. Like, Even stop. I can't sing the rest. Then you'll just be shouting at everybody. No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I hope. Going on to the next thing, you've already kind of semi-answered this. When you're walking home after you've absolutely paralytic and you need something to eat, where is it you normally go? Usually a chippy. For you? Yeah. Oh, God, no. Chips? No. Yeah. No. Pizza or Chinese? Well, mm. your pizza will be good, but Chinese is heavy. always great, though. I like Chinese. Chinese is amazing. Chinese okay. is amazing. Yeah. After a night out, yeah, for sure, 100%. <laughs> you get the fried rice with, like, chicken balls and noodles, and you have some curry sauce, and it's, like, amazing. Yep. You're coming with some salt. I've been out a lot of times to know what makes me happy <laughs> <laughs> afterwards. That, that's Can what it's about. Potatoes. Yeah. So, you, you just love so potatoes. Up. But no, you go through this. He goes through this like stage where it's like, you know, he'll get to he'll get to drunk and then he'll throw up and he'll be sober again. Yeah. And yeah. just can start again. And I'm like, that must be amazing. You see, just it's called like, making room. You're making <laughs> yeah. room for more. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah, it's not. I it's can't not do a bad it. Like thing. I actually freak out. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've thrown up once with you, and like he was like holding my ponytail, and I was like, "This is so cliche." <laughs> Things you do. And he was like, "It's okay. We'll get you a pizza." And I was like, "No, I want chocolate." He was like, "Chocolate will make you sick." And I was like, "Don't want to be sick." <laughs> it's so cliche, yeah. though. We're we're really funny when we're out together. It's pretty hilarious. Cannot wait. I force him to dance. That that's something we definitely, definitely need to do then. We need to all go for a drink yes. when all this is done. Yeah. If you ever if you're ever back yeah. up here in Yorkshire, I know you're in limited yeah. spar at the moment, but yeah, if you're in this neck of the woods, if you're near York, let me know and yeah. I'll take you for a drink. I'll take you for a proper night out. Awesome. It's a plan. I'm trying to think of the bar in Emmerdale. Emmy <laughs> Wolfpack. You just insulted everybody. Sorry, that's where I go. <laughs> Last question is not so much the drinking side. It's what would you rather have, coffees or teas or soft drinks? Tea. Probably soft drinks for me. Pretty simple, that one. Or smoothies. Okay. What you kind of smoothies? The strawberry. Old strawberry or the sort of mango kind of. 
You like mango? Yeah. Would yeah. you Would you do like a frozen fruit kind of thing, chuck it into a blitzer and drink it yeah. straight like that? Absolutely. Yeah, well, we, we go to Tim Hortons quite a lot. So, like, I'll get, like, a frozen, like, it's weird. They call it a frozen hot chocolate, but it's, like, just, like, chocolate milk. It's great. <laughs> and he'll get, like, strawberry crushed ice one, that one. Yeah. It's oh, really nice. I've got to say, though, the, like, hot chocolate, frozen hot chocolate sounds really good. It's really good. It's weird. It's, like, amazingly, it tastes like hot chocolate, but cold. It's really great. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's like, it's chocolate milk, but it's not. Where, where's that? <laughs> where was that again? Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons. Hortons. Yeah. yeah. I need to try and find one. If anybody out there knows where one is near me, let me know on Twitter <laughs> or <on> Facebook. <laughs> At country <laughs> underscore yeah. chat. Yeah, Tim Hortons. Really good. Really like, recommend. Like advertise so many businesses during this. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's the great thing about not being a sponsored podcast at the moment is... If anybody does want to sponsor me, let me know, and I'll stop talking about everybody. But at the moment, I'm going to talk about everybody. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Heading the best. Yeah. <laughs> See who might say. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else you guys want to add to this? <laughs> I don't think so. I think we've been through a roller coaster. Yeah. To be fair. <laughs> we'll probably bored everybody to death. Oh, oh no. Maybe. I, if people have made it through this far, let us know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give us a wee message and be like... <laughs> yeah. Or a little star, you know. <laughs> Just as a reminder then for everybody, buy the music. You know, go to the store. Don't just stream it. Actually buy a physical copy. Have something to own. You know, buy I Want You. Buy Shadows on the Wall. Have the artwork for the walls because that's, like I said earlier, it's helping not only the musicians, but it's helping us as fans get more music in the future so it's to me it's a win-win yeah yeah it really is thank you guys for coming on it's been a pleasure talking to you thank you for having (laughs) us and like you know keeping up with us yeah well that's what it's about i mean another thing that i do before each show i've mentioned this before in other episodes i always apologize for my accent because i'm from the north i'm from yorkshire and obviously you guys are from northern ireland so it was like, oh, well, if you don't understand us, just ask us to repeat as well. Love yeah. it. I do love it. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for coming on, and I shall see everybody next time. So, for now. That was the Country Chat Podcast. Join Dom next time for exclusive interviews, reviews, and general chit-chats on all things country music.